In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to Nicodemus, No one has gone up to heaven except the one who came down from heaven, the Son of Man who is in heaven. And the Son of Man must be lifted up as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. Yes, God loved the world so much that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not be lost, but may have eternal life. For God sent his Son into the world not to condemn the world, but so that through him the world might be saved. The Gospel of the Lord. There is a not-so-subtle connection between today's feast and Good Friday. Both days focus on the most important symbol of the Christian faith, the cross. If Good Friday focuses on our Saviour's sacrifice and death on the cross, today's feast actually focuses on the actual instrument of torture and execution. Non-Christians may find this fascination and attraction to the cross macabre. The reason why Christians from the earliest centuries had paid such great honour to this object of humiliation and death is because it is the foundation and the life-giving heart of the incarnational Christian faith. The incarnation is not just what happened at Christmas, where the second person of the Holy, Most Holy Trinity was born into this world. Well, the actual feast of the Incarnation, the coming into the flesh, took place at the Annunciation, where the angel Gabriel appeared to the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is here that the Divine Word leapt down from heaven and assumed our humanity through his human mother. It is here that the Word became flesh. To other religionists, these truths seem preposterous and scandalous. How could an infinitely powerful God become a finitely feeble man? But the implications of the Incarnation, God becoming human, did not just stop with these stories from the infancy narratives. What is more scandalous and unbelievable than the truth of God choosing to become man is what God had planned to do by reason of his humanity. The logical conclusion is that all humans share in this inevitable faith. Death will be our common lot. And so the unimaginable happens. The undying God dies on the cross. He offers his human life on the cross so that we may now assume his divine life. The divine commerce is sealed. And what a marvelous exchange! The Easter proclamation spells it out in stark but poignant terms. O love, O charity beyond all telling, to ransom a slave, you gave away your son. St. Gregory of Nyssa asserts that the cross is not simply the consequence of the earthly ministry of Jesus, the logical conclusion of the opposition he faced, but is the goal of the Incarnation. The cross is a summary of our Lord's mission. He came for this reason, to die for us, so that we may live. 
So here on the cross we see the self-emptying of God as the fullness of salvation, the glory which now fills the whole of creation and must issue in the resurrection and Pentecost. If the cross is our Lord Jesus keeping faith with his Father, the resurrection is the Father's witness that his faith was not in vain. In this way, we can see that the cross and the resurrection are the same event of revelation. The cross reveals the incarnation as God's witness, not only to himself, but also to humanity. Before the cross, we are called to face the meaninglessness and emptiness of self-definition. We live in an age where so many wish to assert their unique and individual identity by making all sorts of delusional claims about themselves. We actually believe that we can remake ourselves just by changing the language we use for ourselves. But the truth is that we have no authority to define ourselves. It is God who ultimately defines us by creating us. And he shows this by what he did on the cross. On the cross, we have the Heavenly Father showing the world what he had said about his son at the baptism and at the transfiguration. Behold, my beloved son. And on the cross, he shows the world our true worth. I've sent my son to die for you. The cross of Jesus Christ rises above the mess humans continue to make of their world. Whenever we gaze at the cross, let it not be just a sentimental experience, even though there is cause for an outpouring of emotions when we truly grasp the significance of the symbol. Here we see the symbol of our faith but also the symbol of God's love and forgiveness. Ironically, here too we see the symbol of hope. The cross opens up the horizon of our human existence that many think ends with death. It doesn't. Beyond the humiliation of the cross lies the glory of the empty tomb and the resurrection. It is for this reason we exalt the cross as a symbol of victory where our Lord triumphed over sin and death. It is these who are defeated, not God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.